Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. So here we go on, guess what? Seeing as Jesus sees. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we, in our day, in our time, we have the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit available to us. And we're asking in this particular session that you would help each one of us to grow and increase in fruit and gifts, character to carry the anointing, the gifting in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the subject that I feel on my heart is seeing as Jesus sees. And as I typically do, I'm going to take us to the Word of God. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 14, where it reads, His head and his hair were like white, like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. And so this is about John the Beloved, who's in exile on the island of Patmos in the latter years of his life. And John was alone, but he was not alone. Why do I say that? Because the context of which I'm reading to you, only verse 14 of chapter 1, is that John the Beloved, the disciple of Jesus, is in worship on the Lord's day, on the Shabbat, on Sabbath. And he is worshiping God. Isn't that awesome? So guess what, guys? Even if you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. Why? Because Jesus never leaves us, and he never forsakes us. And all the more, if you want to grow and increase, not only in gifting, how about in the presence of the person of Jesus? Worship builds a throne that God inhabits the praises of his people, and that's what John the Beloved's doing. So, folks, right in here, we already see keys to unlocking the seer anointing. Now, My theme for you is seeing as Jesus sees. I gave you one verse so far. John chapter, excuse me, Revelations chapter 1, verse 14. Why did I pick that? Because John the Beloved in worship has a seer operation, has an anointing. 
he has an encounter, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. How is it, what is it that were the outstanding characteristics that John the Beloved saw about the man Christ Jesus? This is the resurrected Jesus. This is the enthroned Jesus. What was the outstanding characteristic? He talks about his hair being white as wool. That's fascinating. As snow, it says. But it's his eyes. It says in verse 14 that his eyes were like a flame of fire. Now I'm going to read some of the other verses, and I'm going to tell you an amazing encounter, seer encounter that I had. In John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel. So yes, angels have been used, and angels will be used to communicate messages from heaven. Now they initiate it, we don't. Sent by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of who? Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads this. So you are going to receive a supernatural blessing right now, just because I am reading this, you are listening, and faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of Christ, and that's what this is, so you are being blessed. Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the words of this prophecy, and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And then it says, and from Jesus. Skipping to verse 12. And then it says, and then I turned. Who's I? John the Beloved. Then I turned to see the voice. Extremely unusual language. It doesn't say I turned to hear the voice. It says I turned to see. You can see a lot of things in the spirit. And it says here that John the Beloved turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. Then verse 14 that we've already read about the hair being like white as wool, like snow, and the eyes of flame of fire. Then verse 15 and 16, I'm going to tell you a story. His feet were burnished like bronze when it has been made to glow in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. This is the glorified, resurrected Jesus. This Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever tomorrow. And he is available to you. He's available to me, and he's available to all people at all times, no matter your age, your ethnic background, your economic status. This is Jesus, and his eyes were a flame of fire. 
I wonder why. The Bible talks about eyes, and it talks about how the eyes are a window into the soul. The scriptures talk about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we know that the mouth is connected to the heart, but so are the eyes. I would like to present to you that Jesus, perhaps, John the Beloved saw Jesus with eyes as a flame of fire. Why? Because his heart is a flame of fire. His heart is full of passion. His heart is full of on-fire love for the Father and on-fire love for mankind. And so when John the Beloved saw him, he saw his eyes as a flame of fire, seeing as Jesus sees. I've pondered a lot about this over the years, and I'm asked a lot of questions, and I've tried to address a lot of this in my book, The Seer, and in Dream Language and The Discerner. And I've tried to like approach this, so it's like, how do you see in the Spirit anyway? How do we see as Jesus, I wanted to say, saw? And see, we could read this, the Gospels, and we go, well, that's how Jesus saw. But he is still alive. The man Christ Jesus is still alive. And so Jesus didn't only historically see, Jesus still sees today. Oh, wait, hey, stay with me. Let's connect some dots. Where does Jesus live? If you are a born-again believer, where does Jesus live? He lives two places, at least. He lives at the Father's right hand, right? That's biblical. Where else does Jesus live? And the mystery which was once not revealed has now been revealed. What is the mystery? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus is alive. The Jesus that John the Beloved saw with the eyes of the flame of fire is after the resurrection. It's not before. It's not his earth life. It's him in the spirit realm in heaven at the Father's right hand. So if John the Beloved saw Jesus with the eyes of a flame of fire, guess what? You and I can also. And guess what else? That man, Christ Jesus, lives in you. So I want to demystify again for us seeing and the gift of seer prophecy or prophets. And what does it mean? It could mean that Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, lives inside a believer. And he just likes to remember, look out the windows which is your heart and your soul, and look outside of the temple. We're his temple, remember? And he likes to look out the windows. So that's building on the last time's podcast on seeing in the Spirit. It's just an illustration, but folks, it's true. Seeing as Jesus sees. Guess what Jesus isn't afraid to see? Jesus is not afraid to see the condition of your heart. Jesus is not afraid to see where you live. Jesus is not afraid to see your pain. Jesus is not afraid, 
period, Jesus sees in compassion. That's how Jesus sees. Now, let me tell you a story. Remember, I gave us Revelation chapter 1, verse 14, and his eyes were a flame of fire. Many years ago, I had an encounter. After I graduated from college, and I was in full-time vocational ministry, and I did a lot of prayer and fasting in that period of time. I actually would pray and fast two days every week, if you can believe that. And I did two 21-day fasts every year. It just was not religion It was delight, and it was a privilege for me to do that. And I did with a lot of discipline. Well, I was on a five-day period of seeking God's presence. Felt I was in transition, and I was seeking God earnestly on what's next. I had gone back to one of my favorite places, which at the university campus, then called Central Missouri State University in Warrensburg, Missouri, at the Little Chapel. When I was in college, the Jesus people met there on a daily basis to worship and to pray and seek God. So I went back to one of my sweet spots. Do you have a sweet spot? I think you do. God has a sweet spot in his heart for you. So I went back to one of my special places. I was there alone. There were kneelers. I've told this story once before, part of it, in a podcast on fiery healing. But let me just build on this. There I told about how I saw the man of fire. This one is interrelated with that one. And so here we go. This is a fresh one. Are you ready? Seeing as Jesus sees. And so here it is. I was in the chapel, and the presence of the Lord came, and no one was in the chapel with me. But I felt the door opened, though the door did not open. I felt that someone came into the room, although I had my head bowed, and I was kneeling on a kneeler, and I had, and I did not, could not see anything, because I was in contemplative prayer. But I felt someone come into the room. I actually felt a wind like come through a window that was closed. And a voice came to me and it said, stand up. And I go, what? And a voice came to me and it said, stand up. And so it came to me three or four times. I stood up. And then it said, "Stand, step out into the aisle. I did. And then it said to me again, step forward. And this was sort of like, Father, may I? And... And he said, step forward. And I did about six inches. He said again, step forward. And I did. And then he said, step forward one more time. I did. And I saw an open vision of the man Christ Jesus. I saw him. We were now standing face to face. And I've had people over the years ask me, what is it that you saw about the man Christ Jesus? What do you remember? And here's the main thing I remember from that day. His eyes. Seeing as Jesus sees. His eyes were full of love. They were deep, deep 
pools of love, but they were fire. His eyes were fire. His eyes were burning in the deepest penetrating love that is not humanly possible, divinely possible. And then he said to me one more time, step forward. And in the fear of the Lord, I did. The manifested vision departed, and I'm now on my knees, but the manifested presence increases. And I see, I'm seeing as Jesus saw, and I, there was a, a picture, a golden picture over my head, and it tipped. And two drops of golden oil fell on my head that day, and he spoke to me, and he said, I'm giving to you one, two drops of golden anointing. One is for you, and the other you're to give to your wife. And he spoke to me some promises. I saw a picture of prophetic Papa Bob Jones. I saw a picture of Mahesh Shavda, and they became two of my primary mentors at that time and actually later in my life. Perhaps ambassadors, representations of the apostolic and the prophetic. And I felt these two drops of golden anointing touch me. Holy Spirit gave me a promise that I'm still waiting on. And he said, if you'll be faithful with these two drops of the golden anointing, there will be a day when I will pour the golden anointing upon your head. I went home. I didn't tell anybody about this experience. The next day, I told my wife, I actually got out oil And I did what the Holy Spirit said, and you give her one of these drops of the golden anointing. I didn't understand what that was about for years. And it was about her being called, trained, and commissioned into her own prophetic seer calling. And But God gave it to me as a stewardship, and I was to participate in releasing this to her. But what stands out to me over all of these years is what? The eyes of Jesus. They were eyes of love. They were eyes of eternity. They were eyes that penetrated. You know, I could try to describe some elements of the clothing he had on. I could try to describe the essence of feeling that was present. But the main thing that has always stayed with me were the eyes of Jesus. I want you to know this. Whether you have an encounter like that or not is not the issue. I want you to look at Revelations 1.14 because it's right there. His eyes are a flame of fire. And I want you to know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ has his eye on you. There is an old hymn that is called, His Eye is on the Sparrow. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. And I know he's watching you. What does Jesus see? 
How do we see what Jesus sees? I'm going to make it really simple. Walk with him. Abide in him. Love what Jesus loves. And if you will love what Jesus loves and you'll love him with all your heart, I tell you, he will show you things to come. And he will let you partake of his divine nature. And he will give to you drops of his golden anointing. And he will call you to walk so closely with him so as to only cast one shadow. I've also been asked another question, and it is this, about that encounter. What happened? You stepped forward, and then he disappeared. Where did he go? This is what I possibly, this is a possibility. When I stepped into him, he stepped into me. Yes, he was already living in me by faith. Yes, it's true. Because if you're a born-again believer, Jesus takes up residence in you. But that day, he challenged me to stand up. He challenged me to step out. He challenged me to step forward. And there was a time I met him face-to-face. And I want you to know this. You can meet your God face-to-face. Because that's how Jesus sees. He sees with love. He sees with acceptance, and he sees in a penetrating manner that will bring conviction because fire cleanses. Fire doesn't only empower. Fire, the eyes of Jesus, what he sees, he convicts, he cleanses, he makes us holy, and he makes us more like himself. Well, hey, I mentioned about the fiery healing encounter message. You might want to go back and listen to that one because they're two different encounters that actually overlap about the fire in Jesus's eyes. So, hey, I've been asked some questions, and one of them is, how do you develop the seer gifts, if possible? So, do you develop them? Well, yes. See, the scriptures talk about if you're faithful in little, he'll give you much. If you're faithful in others, he'll give you your own. And if you're faithful with mammon, he'll make you a ruler over true spiritual riches. So Jesus taught us that faithfulness brings increase, okay? And you, I probably have taught you this before. So how do we develop the seer gifts, if possible? We do it by serving in another person's sphere wherever you sow your seed, you will have a harvest. Do you want to be a father or a mother in the faith? Then I'm going to give you a key. Sow seeds of honor to fathers and mothers in the faith because you will not reap a harvest where you are not sowing seed. So if you want us grow in the seer, then sow seeds into someone else's life who's operating in that way. That could be acts of service. That could be acts of honor. It could be even financial. But you're not buying something. It's cooperating. So there's faithfulness. There is seed sowing. How else? By practice. We practice, we practice, we practice, we practice. So it's by faithfulness. It's by seed sowing. 
It's by practice. And guess what else? It's by asking. You ask and you'll receive. The book of James says we have not because we ask not. So guess what? I want you to ask. Everybody out there, I want you to just ask. I want you to just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to see as Jesus sees. Father, I want to increase in the seer realm. Help me. Now, there's another question that's very related to this, very similar. It came from Shelley. That other one came from Glenn. And Shelley said, can you become a seer or is it predestined? Well, guess what? I think it's both. Some are predestined. So I'm going to give you an illustration. It's called the two-edged sword of the spirit, the word of God. So one side of truth is eternal predestination, or it is sovereignty, providential will of God. God, You did not choose God, God chose you. There is a vein of truth right there. There's another side of truth. It's a two-edged sword where God has given man free will. And so then there we choose God, and he chooses us. So you can choose to become that you can also align and surrender to the providential predestined. And so some are sovereignly called. They truly often become equippers, then equipping seers. But you can also catch it. You can also grow in it, and you can also increase. So how do you develop the seer gifts? How can you become a seer? Is it predestined? I believe it's both. I believe it is by God's calling, but I believe you can choose God's choice, and I believe that you can grow and increase in any of the supernatural dimensions of God. Hey, this is James Gall, and I know that I just barely touched the surface, and I would just love to unpack this whole thing, but that's also why I wrote the Seer book. And then the last chapter of the Seer It is called the key of intimacy to open heaven. So I just would like to commend that to you. And let me pray for you now so that you can see as Jesus sees. Father, thank you. And I'm asking that you meet these lovely people right where they live right now. I ask that you call them. I ask that you come upon them, Holy Spirit. And I pray impartation unto those who do not see that they will. And I pray for those that you'll raise up more equippers for such a time as this so that we can see as Jesus sees. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.